0: All right, we are back with an instant reaction-style podcast here to National Signing Day, first day of the early signing period. Miami finishes the day uh, with the number three ranked class at the time of this recording, which is 8 o'clock on Wednesday night. Number three overall class. um, Gabby, Let's I'll run through kind of what went Miami's way today, what didn't break Miami's way today in terms of commitments and signings. Uh, Miami was able to flip Darius Hayes, the four-star linebacker, top 100 player, according to the composite, flipped him from Florida. Uh, They flipped Armando Blunt, the five-star, according to the composite rankings, uh, from Florida State, did that on Wednesday night. They also were able to land a transfer portal defensive tackle in Middle Tennessee State's uh, Marley Cook. So those were some additions during the day. Now, things that didn't go their way, Xavier Lucas, the American Heritage three-star defensive back, he decided to stick with his uh, pledge to Wisconsin. Kevin Riley flipped uh, from Miami to Alabama. And Jeremiah Smith committed to Ohio State. That one really did come down to the wire between Ohio State and Miami. We'll get into that later. Uh, stay tuned, quite frankly. Uh, we'll get into all that uh, in a little bit. But first, Gabby, I want to talk about the additions to the class. Hayes, Blunt, Cook, you know, I think it was a strong day, especially, I mean, look, there were, the cat was kind of already out of the bag with Armando Blunt trending to Miami since last Friday. But still, the Hurricanes added a five-star commitment on signing day. That's always a big
1: deal. Yeah, it's a huge deal to be able to get a guy like Armando Blunt on board. And, you know, just even at his at his signing day ceremony, you know, just kind of sizing him up again. I mean, it's crazy to think that he's just 16 years old, uh, you know, definitely has a, you know, developed, mature looking body that looks he I mean, he looks like he's a senior. He's built like a senior, but he's not. And that's, you know, exciting for his upside and what he could potentially be. So, yeah, I mean, adding a guy like Armando Blunt is a huge, huge recruiting win for Miami. And you're flipping him from Florida State, right? So not only are you adding a five-star to your class, but you're taking away a five-star from an in-state rival. And that recruitment went back and forth. But, you know, talking to Armando Blunt after his announcement, it sounded like his heart was, he made it seem like his heart was always with Miami. Uh, and that's ultimately where he landed. So that's massive for for Jason Taylor, Joe Salavea, Mario Cristobal, everyone that, that found a way to get that done.
0: And how about just a Darius Hayes? Uh, to me, he just seems like a huge linebacker, 6'4", yeah. easily, big frame to fill out, kind of a downhill middle linebacker. Again, flipped him from an in-state rival, yeah. too, in Florida.
1: Yeah, uh, Darius Hayes, I, we, I mean, he's listed at 6'4", 210. He's much bigger than that. Mario Cristobal said today during his press conference that he's 240. I don't know about that. Uh, I would say he's probably in like the 225 range, but he definitely is – Uh, a big, uh, you know, physical looking linebacker, that downhill type of guy. I think that's what Derek Nicholson, the Miami's linebackers coach, envisions him as, uh, you know, a guy that could potentially play that, that Mike linebacker and just be kind of like a vertical linebacker type that can you know make plays in the backfield and just be really big and long and potentially use him as you know a guy that they blitz off the edge the way that he kind of uses those linebackers. So, uh, you know, Derek Nicholson, uh, that defensive Miami staff invested a ton of time in getting a Darius Hayes. You know, we've. We've been kind of tracking his recruitment the whole way. We it played out exactly the way Miami wanted it to. And they ultimately got the result that they wanted at the end of it by flipping him here on on uh on Wednesday afternoon. So that's a that's a big one that again, yeah, you know, you're also taking one from an in-state rival from like Florida. So that's a that's a win for Miami. So let's talk about Jeremiah Smith
0: and just we'll talk about where things are at now at the time of this recording, but I want to start with. Um, you know, the announcement, which was about 1230 ish in the afternoon here. You were there on site leading up to his announcement. It really, you know, it really did pick up buzz. Just take us through the whole morning, I guess. First with learning Florida State was out of it. Then the Miami buzz picking up. Take us through how you um, processed the morning and the announcement uh, from where you
1: stood, yeah, I think the the biggest, I think one of the biggest uh, early tells. I, I think I should start off by saying that I do think that there has been confidence on Miami side, right? Like, I yes. don't know that I was necessarily buying all of that, but I Same. do like from miami's end there has been for i don't know david what would you say the past maybe week and a half maybe two weeks that they are really really honestly
0: this, this whole maybe. time yeah but, like i know. think
1: if i to me i feel like on my end it kind of picked up steam like oh wow like made like they really do kind of feel good about this um you know i think just as maybe as we got closer to this thing i kind of maybe focused on it a little bit more but miami did feel good about it the whole way and i don't i just didn't know that i particularly felt that it was just going to fall that way but then this morning david we're at we're at Whole Foods and uh, it seemed like Florida State like kind of formally working at
0: Whole Foods, working at Whole we're Foods, we're not shopping.
1: We're not shopping. No, we are. <laughs> we're, we're definitely we're definitely working Wi-Fi
0: stealing. Foods. But go definitely, ahead. Sorry.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, kind of word starts surrounding, you know, through the Knowles 247 board that Florida State is conceding. And again, I mean, two. I mean, you know, to Miami's credit, I don't think Miami ever really believed the kid was going to Florida State. Just again, that's like, like, I don't like on my end, I never, I never got from that side that Miami truly felt like that Jeremiah Smith was going to go to Florida State for whatever that's worth. And I know Florida State was in there and I'm not saying they weren't, but I don't think Miami believed that he was going to end up at Florida State. Uh, So Wednesday morning, Florida State kind of concedes he's not coming here. Uh, 24 hours prior to that, I think that they were feeling pretty good about where they were at in that recruitment. And again, just from that side, based on what we what we read on uh, that Knowles 247, um, you know, on the board or whatever it is that they're writing. Um, and at that point, it's like, OK, so it feels like it's kind of narrowed down to two. And I had kind of been under the impression that he was going to stick with Ohio State. Like that's some of the buzz that I had kind of gotten in. And then it just really just started to pick up once Florida state was really eliminated. It was like, okay, like that means Miami might be the only potential surprise here. And, you know, driving up to Chaminade, you know, just going to the ceremony uh, on the way over there, it's like a, you know, 50 minute drive. I mean, I'm making phone calls trying to get uh, as good of a read on this thing as I can. And again, I just kind of started to get more and more Miami buzz. And then when I'm at Chaminade, uh, basically an hour, probably an hour 15 before the ceremony starts, I'm like, it just starts really picking up steam that Miami could actually make a move here and Miami could potentially sneak this one out. And then, you know, again, going into the ceremony, uh Jeremiah Smith had a, had a bag. Uh, there was two hats in the bag. There was an Ohio state bag. There was an Ohio state hat, a Miami hat. So all the intel up to that point kind of checked out. And, you know, he he picked Ohio State. And I do think some felt like, you know, Miami could have just as easily been the pick. And, you know, maybe we could start at this point, David. I mean, he obviously has since he announced to Ohio State, he has not sent in his paperwork to Ohio State. Uh, You know, they have not they have not, uh, you know, they have not introduced him as a signee on the Ohio State side. I don't believe he's sent anything over to the Buckeyes. (laughs) We know Ryan Day heard the good news because we saw his press conference and the reaction to right. hearing the news, but they have not any gotten any anything official concrete that cements Jeremiah Smith as a buckeye. So where are we now from you know from your yeah. perspective and and, and I, th-
0: I think going back to his announcement, I think there's reason to believe, and this happens in recruiting sometimes with tight, high profile recruits. I think there's a chance that both Ohio State and Miami received some sort of indication that maybe he was coming, right? And so there was confidence, I think, on both sides. Now, at the end of the day, he picked the Ohio State hat. And so to me, it was kind of like a 51-49 Ohio State lean at that time. Um, And look, you're right. He has not, as we're recording this now, uh, at eight o'clock, he has not sent in his official letter of intent, and Miami has been in touch with him this afternoon. So you know those talks are ongoing. And look, this staff is an, aggre- an aggressive recruiting staff. They, if they see a crack, they're going to open that door and recruit him till the bitter end. And this thing is not over yet. It's not over until he sends his letter of intent in. For people that aren't in the weeds on recruiting like we are just because he announced it publicly on TV. It's not a binding commitment yet. It's not binding until the, the school receives their letter of intent. And Ohio state has not received that letter of intent to this point. So look, my approach here, I think, let's see if if that's still the case going into Thursday. And I think if that is the case, this is still a battle between Miami and Ohio state. and. You know, quite frankly, the longer this goes, the more I kind of like Miami's chances in this recruitment. So that's just my my approach to this. You know, look, he picked Ohio State publicly. I still think Miami has some, some ground to make up. Uh, But this is when Mario Cristobal thrives. And, and so that's just kind of where I will leave it. I don't know. Is there anything else you'd want to add to it?
1: No, I think you did a good job just kind of laying out the The just the situation of what it looks like right now, and again, I think the longer it goes, the better it is for Miami, for sure. Because it's just at at this point, why hasn't he? I think that's just. I mean, we obviously, I don't think we definitely know the answer to that right now, but why hasn't jeremiah smith sent in his paperwork to Ohio house and mm-hmm. he he it's a simple process these days right we're in 2023 the picture probably, i think you yeah i think he just it. has to send i think yeah he just has to exactly it's as easy as sending a message it's just, it's as easy as hitting the the send button or, or yeah. sending an email so it's not it a t- fax anymore it takes it takes huh. almost it takes no effort to to send yeah. a letter of intent or anything like that so there's obviously something that's holding him up from From that happening. And again, I think if we're just reading the situation the way that it it, it kind of is, it it feels like Miami is a primary, you know, player that's kind of keeping this thing open right now. You talk about a crack and they're going to open that door. It seems like Miami is taking advantage of the fact that there is a crack and still working to try to make some things happen there. And again, even after he announced, I mean, if he didn't send anything in, like there's nothing stopping from there's nothing stopping Miami from picking up the phone and calling, right? Like I right. mean, as long as he hasn't formally sent anything, as long as they, if if they have no, you know, if they don't know that he sent it, if he hadn't sent it, then there's nothing stopping this recruitment from being closed. So Miami can just kind of keep, keep going and keep recruiting him. Um, so I think that that's exactly what Mario Cristobal and these guys are doing. And, um, You know, I think that that's the, I think that's obviously what's going on here. So let's see if Miami can kind of cross that finish line and uh, try to make things happen. Again, I do agree that the longer this goes, it it seems like that that potentially favors Miami.
0: Yes. All right. So let's talk about the class as a whole and then we'll end this thing. Uh, Number three overall class in the country Miami has 27 commits in the class, two five star defensive tackles committed, seven players ranked inside the top 100 according to the composite rankings um gabby just when you look at this class as a whole um, what stands out to you whether it's just a position group whether it's a player whether it's just the the waters that miami is swimming in if you want to highlight one thing about this class that that you're fired up about what would it be
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, it's just even just looking at the top of the class, right? Like the the elite players that Miami got, top four highest ranked players are all on defense. Three of them are on the defensive line. And uh, I know we spent a lot of time this cycle, David, talking about how important the defensive line was going to be, and uh, in that 2023 cycle, they they so focused on the offensive line, and we know in 2024 that the defensive line was such a priority. And you look at the top of the of the commitment list, and so you got five star defensive lineman Justin Scott. You get uh, you know composite five star defensive lineman Armando Blunt, and then uh, you know Zaquan Patterson is a you know is a safety early enrollee who they should be really excited about fourth highest rated player. To, you know, top sixty talent, uh, pass rusher Marquise Lightfoot. So I, I think, uh, as far as what Miami wanted to do and what they wanted to accomplish on the defensive line, I think, uh, getting Armando Blunt on board, I think, was uh, sort of mission accomplished. I, th- I yeah. think if you're Mario Cristobal, and if you're Miami, you have to be feeling really, really good about this defensive line class. And it, and it goes further than that, right? I mean, there, uh, we heard Mario Cristobal talk about Artavius Jones today and just the natural strength that he has with his bodybuilding background. You would uh,
0: normally be. Like in previous regimes, Artavius Jones would be the gem D tackle right. of a Miami class. Like yeah. this D tackle class really is insanely good. It's special. it's
1: special. It's yeah. special. And they and I think the even the group of edge rushers, you know, between Booker Pickett, who Mario Cristobal I think confirmed today is going to play some will linebacker at Miami. Elias Rudolph is a guy that they're excited about. Cole McConaughey is someone that, you know, I think that they think are very, very high level as, as a developmental edge rusher. So I think what Miami did on the defensive line this cycle, I think it, 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 it was they executed they their plan. They executed you know? a plan. That's exactly yeah. right. And uh, yeah, so that's that's probably the, the, the first thing that kind of stands out to me now that I'm looking at it in its uh, completion or close to completion.
0: To me, you know, I agree with that point. Also too, this wide receiver class is like quietly, you know, very, very, very good. It's the best wide receiver class Miami has signed in the 24-7 sports era. It's not even close. Three guys in the top 175. Two of those guys, rank inside the top 75. Um, and if you're able to somehow add Jeremiah Smith, it's it's probably the best wide receiver class in the country for this cycle. And and I pull it back further than that, Gabby, and I, I look at this time last year when Mario Cristobal was looking to change his offense, he went out and got an air raid guy in Shannon Dawson, who uh, brought an attack that Looks allowed his wide receivers to produce at a high level. Xavier Restrepo, nearly a 1,000 yards. Um, Jacoby George, over 850 yards, I believe. And Colby Young, over 500 yards. And it was the first time in the modern era that Miami had three receivers total at least 500 yards and two receivers total at least 800 yards in a single season. So what does it look like when you have improved talent? We're about to find out, and, and so I think, you know, this recruiting class and a lot, you know, Mario Cristobal has to deal with a lot of narrative as it uh, pertains to the passing game with quarterback play and wide receiver play. The A-Raid offense produced numbers, and Mario said this to himself. He was like, "Look, and for those games, our offense still stunk, and we still kind of produce numbers in the totality of the season." So. What do those numbers look like with improved talent and more consistent play over the course of the season? It's exciting to think about for the future. So I think it's worth highlighting the, the wide receiver class. Definitely. Also, to mission accomplished, landing Zaquan Patterson had to get a big time safety in this class. They landed one of the best players, uh, safeties in the country. And Zaquan, I think he's going to push for a starting job as a true freshman. Also, to just Mario Cristobal. The Type of player he wants is a big physical player. We talked about the D line, how they're all you know big physicality type of guys. The offensive line class is massive with Markel Bell and the other guys that they added Juan Manaya. Um, and Darius Hayes is a massive linebacker, so he's building a team that others are gonna feel when they play them. Um, and, and so it's talented, it's big, that's how you win. Big time football. Um, and let's get out of here on this, Gabby. Back to back top ten classes for the first time in the 24-7 sports era. Again, as things stand now, not this stuff isn't done yet, and, and there's still players that are gonna sign, but Miami is number three in the country. I think it's pretty safe to say they're cemented in the top six, um, because three through six is all very tight in terms of these recruiting scores. Um, but these are the these are the waters Miami is swimming in right now. Georgia is number one. Alabama, number two. Number three, Miami. Number four, Ohio State. Number five, Oregon. Number six, Texas. That's where you want to be. And when you when you stack those type of classes year after year after year after year, you're in a position uh, from a roster talent standpoint to compete at the highest level. This is only the second full class of the Mario Cristobal era. It probably takes two more of these to legitimately get to that level. Um, But things are trending in the right way. He landed a top 10 class after a five and seven season last year. He lands potentially a top five class after a seven and five season this year. The trajectory of the program is on the right track. And this is why Mario Cristobal was always the guy to get it going at Miami. So we'll have more. We'll be tracking JJ, Jeremiah Smith watch until he, Uh, officially sends in his letter of intent somewhere. And until next time, take care.